0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up Screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858 Bulldogs defender Alex Keith has been good enough to join us this morning. Alex, welcome to Sunday Crunch Time. Thanks for jumping on the phone.
1: G'day, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, congratulations on the win last night. We heard Bevo at the top of our show just saying, you know, it was such a, an emotional win. Can you take us inside the rooms after the game and just talk us through what it was like and, and where it rates for you, I guess, in terms of, you know, wins in the home and away season? It looked like it had a fair bit of meaning for the for the boys.
1: Yeah, it really did. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, we don't like to look back too much, but obviously the grand final and um, yeah, the way you know I think we've only beaten Melbourne once in the last uh, two two or three seasons. So um, yeah, for some of our lesser lights to play games like they did and um, to have a pretty even spread across the board was um, yeah, pretty pretty impressive. And as you, as you mentioned, it was yeah, a pretty special time in the rooms after the game.
0: I mean, you found yourself twenty seven points down at one stage, but when you look at the group, you have this great ability to just keep persevering and, and believing in yourselves and your ability. Where does that come from?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure. We probably wouldn't like the uh, momentum swings to be as dramatic as they are because we, um, we tend to cough up a bit of score at times, Matt. But, um, yeah, it was yeah a credit to the group to be able to um, galvanise and uh, come back from yeah, 27 points down was it so yeah, um, yeah it's pretty, pretty impressive but yeah as I mentioned it's probably not something that we're overly keen on with the uh, amount of score that we can have against us at times but um, it cuts both ways and we want to play an aggressive and attacking style of football and um, to put 110 points on the board against the Melbourne side who yeah I'd definitely say are the um, structurally the best defensive side in the comp and have been for a little while now, is, um, yeah, it was really, really, uh, really pleasing. Alex, he doesn't,
2: uh, and by he I mean Luke Beveridge, he doesn't uh, rest on his laurels at all, does he? He keeps flipping magnets, he, he makes changes, you know, fairly regularly to, to your side, and I look at your half-back line um, last night, and, and in, in more recent times, you know, Adam Traor has been a, a midfielder. You know, Mitch Hannon's uh, applied his craft as a forward for, for long periods of time, but he, he pretty quickly makes those adjustments how quickly does that happen because in season you know you've only got essentially one training a week where you can do a match simulation and say "Right, um mitch you're playing back which he's been doing for a little while and adam you're going back how quickly does he make these shifts and i suppose as a playing group you have to just adjust and and get on with it and play it how it lies
1: yeah no spot on and um yeah he goes with what he sees and um if he sees something in a player and um, you know, he'll back him to the hilt and, um, yeah, go, go with it. And I think that, that was probably another part of last night that was really um, enjoyable was a bit of that cohesion coming together at the back end. And you, you mentioned um, Adam coming back there. He's done a great job. And Mitch challenge as well. And, um, yeah, that probably came about a little bit through um, personnel and, yeah, hoping to get Caleb Daniel back in the next couple of weeks as well, which will be, which will be great. And your neck, I
2: saw you go down there with, yes. um, in the second quarter and you wait, you're pretty tough and you waved them off and you said no <laughs> and then they dragged you off, assessed your, your neck and you came out and played out the game. How is your health this morning and you should be okay to go next week?
1: Yeah, no, I just did, did a carry-on, um, which I'm reminded <laughs> about from the, from the boys. So just nothing, nothing more than a rye neck that um, anyone would get maybe waking up from, uh, for, for any job. On a given morning, so yeah, no, it's, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it feels fine now after after the win. Hey, you're in the top eight now. Just talk about, the, and I know there's still you know a month of footy left to Let's go. Get the home Let's season. get ahead of ourselves. Let's four to go. You're in the finals, and,
2: <laughs> and you've got looks?
0: obviously Geelong next week. So I know you won't be looking past that game. But is there a real sense of belief in this group that you can now? play finals footy and not just be making up the numbers, but potentially be a bit of a disruptor?
1: Um, yeah, you'll, you'll hate this answer. <laughs> just, yeah, honestly, just trying to progress our game um, each week and, and look to improve because we've been, you know, we've been, we have been very inconsistent throughout the year. And yep. um, The ladder doesn't lie. You know, if we're able to put some footy together that um, gets us there in the end, then will have earned it. Um, certainly, as you mentioned, we've got Geelong and then um, Fremantle as well. So these three weeks were, were going to be a big test. And um, yeah, we really look forward to um, getting down to, to Geelong next weekend and um, testing ourselves against you know another, another benchmark in the competition.
0: We have to ask you about Jamara. He's the talk of the town um, this morning after his performance last night. Just just talk us through. How have you seen his growth? Not just as a player on field, but also off field. Just give us a little bit of insight to, to that, if you could.
1: Yeah, um, it's been documented, but um, his his work off the field has has been huge. And um, yeah, it's great to see some some reward for that last night. And um, yeah, as you could see, all, all the players are so so happy for him. But he's got a he's got a bit of skill that um, can't be you know, can't be taught, maybe can't be coached as well, which, um, yeah, everyone's, you know, the coaching group are really keen to harness and, um, you know, let him express that out on the field. So to see what happened last night was pretty special and, um, yeah, it's fantastic to play with him. What was the
2: the messaging from Bevo across the night? Because, again, calling the game and, and watching on, you go 27 down, um, but there wasn't a look of, of frustration or, or nervousness from your group. Was it, you know, Jack McRae was down halfway through the second quarter. He'd only had four possessions and usually he could walk around with his eyes closed and find four possessions halfway through the second quarter. You know, your front half wasn't functioning. You, you, your smalls weren't getting any of the ball and your tools outside of Jamara um, weren't hitting the scoreboard. It was You, you were being kept in it um, probably by, you know, four to five or, or six players. What was the messaging from Bevo was there some changes to personnel or position or was it very much okay we're not going that well let's just buy into it and and the game will turn yeah
1: Bevo's belief's just been huge like since the mid-season break he's um, been really keen to express how much he believes in us and um, you know that we can go through and and put performances on the board and um, he actually mentioned that um, amongst the players he could feel a little bit of frustration and um, yeah, the boys were, um, you know, really keen to play well last night. As you mentioned, sometimes it wasn't perhaps going our way, but Devo um, was really good at being able to just um, quell that amongst the players and, um, as I said, draw on that belief that he has. And I think that was um, transferred across to the players over the course of the night.
2: And he's it a directive out of your back six. Um, Bailey Dale, he's one of, nearly the best kick I've ever seen, to, to be honest. But in the first quarter... It was, and there has been some uh, opposition preparation really going into his impact and, and some negating roles going to him. Was there a, a real focus to get the ball in his hands if he was free coming out of D50? Yeah,
1: we love getting the ball in his hands. And as you mentioned, um, you know, sometimes his kicks might not exactly hit the target, but he gets the ball, ball there really quickly. And um, yeah, his, his punch kicks are, can be pretty damaging. Um there's also, like, yeah, you guys will remember the spoil in the last quarter in the yes, square. that was brilliant. Um, and that's, yeah, so that's, like, something that we'd, we identified and talked about after the match more than um, the yep. stuff that he does with the ball. But, um, yeah, he's a really damaging player. And um, he's got a, yeah, great balance between the defensive side as well because he, he's happy to put his body on the line and, um, yeah, help, help and support the other defenders wherever he can.
0: Yeah, he's certainly one we love to watch and I'm sure the Bulldogs faithful absolutely love him as well. Alex, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Crunch Time. Really appreciate your time this morning and best of luck against the Cats and and for the next month of of footy. Thanks, Matt.
1: Thanks, Luke. Cheers.